everybody, and welcome to the In Between Podcast. How are you guys today? I hope you're doing well. How are you, Father? How are you doing? Um, great! Great! That's right. Great. Like Tony the Tiger, you know. Great! Ah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Are you, what? Tony the Tiger? Shut up. Don't, I'm sorry. It's Are not my, you serious? It's not my fault you haven't educated me. Educated you? Ever, oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, this is generational pain. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Kellogg's Frosted Flakes? Oh, Tony uh, the Tiger? Okay, I didn't realize he had a name. What? I I did not know that. Um, I feel like part of my childhood has been wrecked <laughs> now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tony the Tiger. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Because they made the reference, and then I didn't know that the guy had. A anyway, name was welcome Tony. to our podcast. We're so great to ha- it's so great to have you on today. Uh, it's so great that you're listening. Um, this is an excellent representation of what this podcast is really all about. It is conversations <laughs> between generations and the differences that really we find between us. And uh, we love to do uh, banter back and forth. We love to be able to talk about this stuff, uh, social issues, and all kinds of great things. And if you want to know more, you can see, uh, read some of our writing at uh, inbetweenpodcast.com and our blog post, which one was just released on Sunday of mine. Oh. And there's another one coming out next week. Oh. So I'm ahead of you now. You know what? I have an AP <laughs> test this week. Everything goes out the window. AP, what's that mean? Advanced mis- uh, blah, blah, blah. E- See, I'm doing great. We're It's, it's a good <laughs> week. We're doing well. Um, advanced placement is what AP stands for, which I'm sure a lot of people know and a lot of people don't. Yeah. So basically, this is interesting. And I tried to explain this to a 13-year-old two days ago and just got obliterated. Um, Two days ago. Sunday. What the heck? Yeah, that was two days ago. Um, Wrong day. Anyways, it was a little more than that. Um, (laughs) So... Honors classes, you know, are like the the like higher up, and people would think, oh, that's advanced placement. No, no, no. Honors class is just like if you needed to be a little harder than the average class, right? Advanced placement is a college class. Oh, whoa! And you do actually get college credit for AP, if, which is pretty cool. If I pass the <laughs> AP test, which you seem you're you're really concerned about that. Uh, yeah. Everybody else is concerned about it too. If I were you, I would also be. The amount of work that you it. have put into that class is, uh, well, it's it's crazy. I don't have I mean, a it's, life. It's so impressive. I don't. If I didn't do that, honestly, I don't know. What well, and the, I would and do the fact myself. that you uh, just last night, I think, was it last night or two nights ago, you came in and said one of your friends had released uh, a document. That basically had a preparation for the class. Oh gosh! Okay, so and the document this, is seventy-five pages. It's a seventy-eight. It's like a page seventy-eight page study guide, essentially, of every topic that we've ever talked about, plus all the rubrics for everything on the AP test, including DBQs, LEQs, SAQs, which are all the writing prompts, and then um, stuff for the multiple choice questions, and then yeah, it's it's uh, I mean resources, videos on stuff. The fact that. Uh, what, 15, 16-year-old dude put this sheet thing together? Uh, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. And it also just goes to show how much work that you guys have put into the class. So 
Yeah. Uh, AP stuff is no joke. If you got kids in there uh, and they're panicking about it and you're not sure why, that it's it's legit. Um, yeah. It's legit hardcore uh, classes. And um, what's really sad though is um, <clears throat> you can tell who's going to walk out. Like we can just walk out and like call it a day. Or like a lot of people who are faster test takers and finish before the time is up personally even if i was a fast test taker i would use every minute i had to like make sure everything is you know as as right as possible (laughs) yeah um which i am not a fast test taker i will be using every minute that i am given but like you can just tell that some people are just gonna give up in the middle of it it's really, it's really sad. You're like, yep, he's going to walk out. Sorry, but it's, it's just going to happen. Like, there's this kid that just walked out in the middle of class, like just left. And he left all of his DBQ practice stuff on the desk. And then he came in the next day. Well, okay. So Isaac ran out after him, right? Okay. And was like, you left your stuff down the hall. And then uh, the guy yelled back, I don't need it. <laughs> and then kept walking and then the next that's how i felt in trigonometry yeah the next class period uh the guy walked in and miss snyder goes why didn't you take any of your stuff and he goes oh i forgot it i didn't realize i didn't take it and then she goes what do you mean isaac yelled at you and he goes he was just yelling he didn't say anything to me and she's like i literally watched i, w- I watched you guys you're not fooling you think i'm stupid i'm not stupid i have children and like went off on him and he was just like, okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, she's great. She's a mom. She's, she's, it's, it shows she's a mom. Uh, <laughs> I went to my first day of trigonometry in my senior year in high school. Yeah. Walked in, teacher describes what the class is going to be. And I immediately, when the bell rang, got up, went to the principal's office because that was who actually did all the scheduling and also happened to be my mom <laughs> and said, get me out of this class. I do not want to do this. This is way I'm like, I don't need this in my life. <laughs> and she did because nice. she knew I wasn't going to need it in my life. <laughs> well, you there know, were many other things that she made me do, but trigonometry was not one of them. Thankfully, I don't need AP European history to be in my life either, but you know, but you're grateful for are. it. You actually have really enjoyed the class. I have enjoyed the class. What, do I know when I'm going to use any of it? No, not really. But it's kind of cool. Well, now, hold know. on. I think this is interesting that you just bring this up because we were driving home from school the other day and you actually brought up some historical references in the conversation did that I? you learned in AP history. You didn't even know you did it. I did? When? Yes. What were we talking about? I don't remember, but I thought at the time I was like, oh my, she can like articulate what she's saying and she can back it historically. That's kind of cool. Well, I will say it has come in handy today because I was writing. Uh, I was doing a structural imitation, which I mentioned before yeah. on here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't even know how to explain it anymore. My brain is fried. But I um, ended up, it was like we rewrote the very uh, modern writing into like a 15th century like old english sure and so i just threw in a machiavelli like machiavellian no machiavelli machiavelli he's oh, okay. he wrote the prince yeah, yeah. it's his 
book called The Prince, and uh, I just threw that in there, and I read it out to the class. Mr. Gert goes, the what now? And I was like, The Prince? Machiavelli? You know? That guy from, like, the 15th century? Ish? Ish? And everybody looked at you like, we don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then Toby <laughs> and Damien started calling me a pilgrim, so... <laughs> 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 I, well, that's better than nerd. That's I'm, probably what I would have went with. <laughs> well, I got both. Um, so apparently I'm a pilgrim on the Mayflower now, and I have the uh, historical knowledge to show it. So that's fun. Well, I mean, I've kind of had a bra- proud mom- uh, dad day then, I got to say, because you you did that. Was that, in, was that today? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you did that. You had this, uh, this brain thing going on, and then you went to P.E., Mm-hmm. And uh, you whooped <laughs> up on everybody there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, please, please tell the audience about that. <laughs> okay, so my school, um, you only have to take two years of PE. So the sophomore year of PE that you have to do is um, the last unit is dedicated to self-defense, right? Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know this. Well, it's become a thing now, like right. in the last couple of years, I yeah. think. Um, but it's now a real curriculum that is, I'm sorry, but it's really bad. Um, <laughs> the slideshows are like from the 1980s or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's really bad. Um, but <laughs> they're like, you need to know how to protect yourself. This is actually what my teacher said. He said, um, he says, it's not if you get assaulted, it's when you get assaulted. Wow. And I said, okay, I think we need to just, like, step back Let's and relax. back just a little bit. Um, so, yeah, we're protecting ourselves for uh, when we get assaulted, apparently. Um, but we had the wrestling coach there because he's the only one that has any kind of martial arts background <laughs> to be able to teach the class. Okay. So... Um, we started the class with warm-ups after we did this whole opening and all this stuff about, you know, don't, um, it, it's real, this actually happens, you know, like it's, it's you know, all sure. that stuff, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we did warm-ups and it was like, we, it was a lot like normal jujitsu, you know? Like, like we your, did, your warm-ups. Exactly, yeah. but they were way easier. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was funny how many people were really out of breath by the end of it and I was like, this is great. Um... <laughs> But we did we did jogging and then we did like side shuffles and stuff in a circle around the mat like we do at our gym. Sure. Um, but for like a minute, I was like, uh, "That's it? Okay, cool." <laughs> Anyways, and then we did some stretching. Oh, that was my finger that just popped. Um, and we did like thirty seconds of like sit ups, um, and like crunches and stuff and. Then we did squats and we did push-ups, which I have, I have gotten a lot better at my push-ups over the years. Yeah, now. I what, Yeah, you can actually do a legit years. real push-up. I push can up. legit real push-up, you know, and do like twenty of them and be good. Like that's my average. I feel like you know that's yeah. like my. Okay, and I might cool. have said it on the podcast before, but I literally I have seen you. I counted one time when you were in the kids' class. <laughs> Or, yeah, I guess it was kids' class. Uh, I counted how many push-ups you guys did in a session. And over the whole class, one hour and 15-minute class, Mm -hmm. you guys did 110 push-ups. Yeah. (laughs) Now, usually they're like 10 or 20 at a time, but most of the time, usually 10 at a time. We ended up doing 40. I think think that's the most, no. 40 or 50 was the most we ever did in one set. Yeah. 
and that was punishment push-ups. So, yeah. you know, it's it's nice because we get ripped, but terrible because we are not ripped when we're doing them. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I'm just chilling here, repping my push-ups like I normally do because I can do them now, which is awesome. And <laughs> Grace next to me goes, I hate you. And I go, why? She goes, I can't do a push-up. And I said, neither could I. And then I kept doing my push-ups, and then this guy that I have a slight grudge against because I don't think he's a very nice person, but I'm going to try and love him like Jesus because that's what we're supposed to do. Um, he he goes, dang, stronger than me. And I said, yep, and I did my push-ups. <laughs> and then when we were done, uh, Grace was like, how many did you do? And I said, like, 20. And she goes, that's more than, like, one. She goes, how? How? She, like, gave me, like, some, like, yeah. how many I did per second or something. I was like, oh, I don't know. It just, yeah. just happens now. It's just what we now. do. It's, it's what you, you do it a couple days a week every yeah. week for how many years I've been doing it. Well, it's interesting it. because I think just last year here in the living room, I remember, like, you couldn't do Oh, one, that's true. I couldn't. Right? It was, and then it, was and then it got year, to like five like, or ten, and you kept saying, "I want to be able to do twenty push-ups." That was kind of the goal. Yeah, and you were doing them on your knees at that time. Yeah, right. I could barely do five on my knees, and 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 you've gotten to where now you're not on your knees anymore. You're doing like full on adult push-ups. Actual push-ups. Yeah, it's so crazy. And yeah, well, so I yeah, feel proud, really that's my proudest accomplishment so far. Proud dad, proud dad day. Not and then, a, and then not you, any of the classes I've gotten A's in. It's my push-ups. And then you. <laughs> then you then you showed them all how to do knee slides. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, cool. We did all these, like, we did front rolls and back rolls, which I'm sorry to all who are teaching people how to do somersaults. Front rolls. Gy- yeah. Front rolls. It's somersaults. Yeah. But, you know, in gymnastics, I know you guys do those. Uh, in wrestling, any sport. Stop telling them to do it right over their head. It's Horrible, especially back rolls. Yeah. Don't go oh. over your head, please, Lord. <laughs> You're gonna break your neck off. <laughs> that's actually one of the first things that we learn in jujitsu is to put your head to the side yes, when you do a roll. Do it yeah. over your shoulder. Yeah. Put your head to the side. <clears throat> look the other way and do your front roll or your back roll, please. I'm begging you. Take care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Like so, yeah. it's interesting that you're doing a self defense class. I mean, you're how long is this going on? Four days. This is the first. Oh, okay, of four. okay. So you're doing a week <laughs> yeah. of self defense. Well, you didn't know that I was going to actually bring up this topic today. But speaking of self defense, um, what topic? There's a lot of guns in oh, uh, in so the news and in uh, uh, okay. what's going on in society today. Did you know? No. There's actually more guns in America than people. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. absolutely believe that that's I think, true. I think there's about two or three guns for I mean, every person th- that there is. I think if you go to the Midwest in general, there's probably more guns in the Midwest than there are people. And what's interesting is pretty much every other country, it's either one gun per person or less. Okay. All right. So what's the Second Amendment? Do you know? Oh, uh, right to bear arms? Yeah. It's the right to bear arms. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know my <laughs> I know my government. Cool. Uh, um, so how does that balance out? Because uh, especially in your your generation's brain, right, and and the way things are have, have come up here as of recent, uh, guns are not nearly as popular popular for your age group 
as they probably were with my age group or even older. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> how, how does that play out with you, with your generation? Like, well, how do they feel about guns in general? I don't. How do you feel about guns? Um, well, as terrified as I am of them, I do think it's important to know how to use one, you know, and to not. Really? Like, because every time caution, I said, let's go shoot one, you're like, yeah, Neh. okay, but that's not rational thinking me saying that. Okay. okay. That's, right. that's now, child me wanting okay. to be not responsible. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So I think obviously be cautious. You are holding a weapon that shoots metal things that give you the ow ow, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I guess that's a way to describe it. Yes. <laughs> Eloquent today, but at the same time you need to know how to use it. And I don't think we should be horribly afraid of it if we know how to use them. Right. You know, I feel like we're afraid of what we don't know, and if we don't know how to use it, you know, fear. <laughs> okay. It's my line of thinking. I mean, most of the headlines in the news, though, like especially when it comes to your generation, is like it's all about gun control, and it's all about stopping the use of guns, and it's all about stopping uh, mass shootings and all these sort mm-hmm. of things. And that, that it, it all is talked about in reference to, uh, you know, there being less guns or people that people shouldn't have guns. Okay. You, do, you, do you think that that's a good thing? Well, here's the thing. I know for you, you grew up, right? Didn't most people at your school have a gun? Oh, I've, I told you. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I've said this on the podcast, but literally I'm not. This is not an exaggeration. This is, I graduated in 93. Mm-hmm. I went to school and there was a gun on the gun rack in the window in, in my truck. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and like most of my friends that drove to school, there was probably guns in the car. We Everyone had guns. Mm-hmm. Now, as, as teenagers. Yeah. You know? And you think now we're not even allowed to bring like a knife to cut our apples at school. So, of course, we're not going to have guns. Really? Is that really true? Oh, my gosh. If you bring a, a knife to cut your apple at school, oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Suspended, possibly expelled if you get caught with that. Okay. I mean, people look at you crazy. Now, we would never have carried a gun into the school. No, but... Okay, but I'm just saying, like, it's in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you most people at my school don't own a gun, let alone bring it to school. Yeah. In their car. Yeah. So, I I just think it's like, you guys found it very common, right? It, it oh. might have just been where you lived, too. Part of but, it was where, for sure, was yeah. where I lived. I mean, but no question about that. Here, I mean, I was a, I literally was a mile from the river. Yeah. And a uh, big hunting area, you know, yeah. It, it, it was different. Yeah. Kansas City, you know, it wouldn't have been like that. But I can tell you, I lived in Springfield, which was over 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. And the same thing. I carried a gun in my truck then. It it wasn't in the window because you might get it stolen. So it was always behind the seat, but it was still in there. Yeah. Well, in this time, like, that's just not common at all. And especially where we live, I think, too. And I think because it's not common at all, like, anybody who does have a gun is like, oh, control. We can't let you have that. Like, blah, blah, blah. but, okay, I'm not condoning violence. Don't think this is the way to go. But I think if everybody had a gun, we probably have less problems. <laughs> you know? Are you saying that because you've heard me say that? No, because I actually agree with you. Okay, think about it. Okay, if one guy pulls out a gun and knows that he's the only guy with the gun, 
that's a problem for everybody, right? Well, sure. But if sure. if I'm uh, okay, if some guy's at school, he has a gun, and he knows that everybody else has a gun, he's going to think twice about using it, right? Yeah. Well, it's like there's one of the arguments actually for the school shootings th- things that has gone on is is actually arm all the teachers. Yeah. Now, that's certainly not going to be popular in California, I know, no. but I'm sure uh, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in the Midwest or in the South that that that, that might actually happen mm-hmm. uh, if it hasn't already. Uh, and that and that by essentially by arming all the teachers, then they would there would be somebody there that would if there was a threat, then, mm-hmm. you know, they would be able to take care of it, which I think is actually a good idea. It's okay, like, but before you, before you go down that road, though, I want to know, because I know that I've asked you before. Yeah. Do you ever, uh, is it ever concerning to you that somebody might come in and shoot up your school? Yeah. And what's your answer? Yes. I would not be surprised any day of the week if that happened. How often do you think you think about that? Mm, like twice a month. Okay. So it's not like an everyday thing, but it is something that you consider. It's almost an every week thing, though. There's there's always something that reminds you of it. Like, hey, this definitely could happen. Yeah. And it's becoming more common now. Yeah. Do you think, do your your friends ever talk about that? Um, Is is this a subject that ever comes up at school? Well, I don't think shooting specifically. But, like... Well, especially, we have a lot of, like, not false, like, code yellows, but we have a, like, there may be something. Sure. I don't think we've had an actual drill in a long time. All of them have been real code yellows. Yeah, like, I I came to pick you up from school, what, last week, and I couldn't pick you up because school was on lockdown. Yeah. And there was something going on in one of the neighborhoods nearby, but that's why. It wasn't actually at the school. But it's just, like, in... When we're in the code yellow, or in what one time code yellow turned into a code red, um, we just joke about it. I mean, we just like it's it. It doesn't really go in your head that hey, well, somebody could totally walk in with a gun. But but don't you? I mean, probably the humor in it is somewhat uh, a way to cope with the fear. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean. When you came to pick me up, we were all sitting in there watching Netflix on our phones. Like, okay, when's this, when, when are we going to get our crap together? Let's, let's move yeah. on, please. Yeah. yeah. I, we, it's not really, like, a subject that comes up often, but in Code Yellows and stuff like that, we're just kind of, like, joking about it. And Sure. I mean, the farthest I've ever heard a conversation like that is, like... It's really terrible, but I heard a conversation in the back corner during a code yellow, and the one they were like trying to decide who would get shot first. Wow! From the doorway, like depending on how we're all sitting, and they told me that I was too small of a target because I was laying down on the desk. Yeah, that I wouldn't get shot. I was like, okay, that's what, not really comforting. Well, I was going to say, what what do you think that that what do you think that does to your classmates, even you, psychologically. You live in constant fear of anything. Wow. Which you shouldn't. I mean, it's it's interesting because, like, I know that I could die any time, you know? Sure. I could go out one day and get hit by a car or something. Sure. Or 
I don't know. Yeah. You know, however people die. Um, sure. But, like, what, I don't know. It just becomes more, like, obvious and, like, real when you have, like, a code yellow and people are making jokes about it and saying who's going to die first if a shooter walks through the door. It's not, not good for your head. Yeah. Makes you paranoid. Makes some people just drop out of school altogether. They're like, I don't want to get caught up in that. I'm just going to be homeschooled. That's safer for me. Do you think that's happened? Yeah, of course. So is the answer then taking the guns away? I don't know. I really don't know. See, I think it's interesting because it really is a, it, it really is a conundrum. I can understand where, you know, I think if my Midwest friends hear me say this, they'll automatically go, Oh, he's California now, you know, <laughs> uh, I can understand why people think the way they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I necessarily agree with them, but I can understand why they think the way they do. They think that, okay, well we should just, we should control the guns, you know, and then that's automatically going to co- fix humanity. The, mm-hmm. the uh, shooting problem. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because I was at the gym and I was talking to Lele. Mm-hmm. She's from Brazil. She's been on the podcast with us. Yeah. And I asked her, I said, does this kind of stuff happen in Brazil? She says, well, no, because no one has guns. She says, but there's knife, like stabbings and all this kind of, like all the time. Yeah. Because that's what they have. Yeah. Right. And I, I you know, when I, th- at first when I thought that I was like, I thought, wow, that's kind of, that's, that's crazy. Like how, how like violent do you have to be? How, you know, to stab somebody or, or to do multiple stabbings. As violent as you are to shoot someone. Right. Right. But the shooting almost seems easier. It's not as, it's not as intimate if you will. Physical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where stabbing is like, you're up close and personal and, uh, like what, what, what level do you have to get to, to do that? And I know it's not just in Brazil, but I know Mm -hmm. I've seen in England and Paris and various other places where there's knife attacks or machete attacks or, all these kind, of, yeah. Your your eyes just got huge whenever <laughs> I said that. Yeah, uh, because because there's an there's an underlying problem in humanity, mm-hmm. and to me, that's what I always look look at. The gun activists always want to say, "Well, it's not the gun that did it," which is true. It's not actually the yeah. gun. It's it's the guy who was using the the tool that's in his hand, uh, whether it's a knife or a gun or a or a billy club or a hammer or whatever. It's, it's that individual. But the, the problem goes back to actually a, a, a human condition issue. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just think it's interesting when you look back over the conversations we've had over the last, last couple episodes with gender identity, with um, depression and suicide, mm-hmm. with the social pressures that kids are under today. Uh, with and it's not just kids. Obviously, this happens in Amazon uh, distribution centers. It happens in in banks. Just recently, a, a former employee came in and shot a bunch of people. It happens in post offices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was a whole when I was when I was in the in the '90s. It was like going postal was the was literally the phrase because a, po- a postman had or postmaster had come in and shot up like the whole postal. It was like one oh. of the. It's one of the first mass shootings that I remember. Ever, you know, and it was so outlandish at that time. 
but every one of these people that had done something, done something like this were serious, had serious problems, you know, uh, emotional, mental issues. Well, I think you have to, to be that messed up and want to just go and kill people that you probably don't even know. Yeah. I was thinking about like the whole, you know, allowing people to have guns thing. And I think you either give everybody a gun or you don't give anybody a gun. And then I think even then, if you don't give anybody a gun, they're going to find something else to use, right? Well, yeah, then, but so that, that's the that's thing. A, that, that brings up a whole other problem, though, because yeah. if you if you if if nobody either everybody has a gun or nobody has a gun, if nobody has a gun, then suddenly you you run into a government problem, right? Yeah. Then you're communist China where they're locking you down. Yeah. And 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 I know that that sounds extreme and radical, like, but that's what the Second Amendment yeah. was all about. It was preventing that from happening. You know that that the government just couldn't come in and take over. It, mm-hmm. And and they were saying, you should have the right to bear arms so you can protect from that happening and also be able to protect yourself, right? Yeah, which I think is why it cancels out that, like, giving nobody guns. But then you have the problem of everybody has a gun, like, oh, boy, <laughs> you know? Sure, sure. So I, I And just... I used to make, I mean, I've made this joke on many, I mean, literally, I've always meant it as a joke, but... Uh, that you ought to issue everybody a gun. And and I actually, I, that part of it, I don't think is a joke, mm-hmm. but then I would follow up and say, you know, initially you're going to, you're going to lose a few, but it'll be better in the end. Yeah. Okay. That, and that sounds horrible. Now that I'm saying <laughs> recorded, <laughs> you know, online. Okay. But in context of a conversation, the joke is funny. <laughs> yeah. And in, in there, and in reality, we have a humanity problem. I mean, that's really what yeah. I, keep, I keep coming back to. I was like, we don't have a gun problem. We don't have a knife problem. We don't have a hammer problem. We don't have a machete problem. We don't have, you know, any of the bow and arrow problem. We got a humanity problem. Yeah. I agree. Which is why I think it's hard to find a solution to yeah. whatever this is, this issue. Well, and you know. I, many times I know we come back to this. I never intend for it to be that way, but I have said before, this is what we base our lives upon is the fact that when you eliminate faith and values from people's lives, things get really messy really fast. And, you know, if we work to honor God with our lives, love our neighbor, like we love ourselves, like, you know, there's, that's different. I'm not going to pick somebody, pick up a gun and shoot them. Hopefully, if I love my neighbor like I love myself, you know, it's just a really interesting time in which we live. That it is. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this uh, very um, enlightening conversation. I guess. <laughs> I think it was de- a great conversation. A little depressing, but you know. So well, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's facing, especially your generation. And I think as we talk about these things more and more, that it is not only helpful to you, but it's helpful to others as we uh, try to navigate. Because this is not a simple issue. I mean, oh. Obviously, we didn't come to a conclusion. No, we didn't. Like, is it good? Is it bad? Well, there's two sides to it. And yeah. uh, what we have to do in humanity is work it out, right? Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell, comment. We love reading your comments. And uh, go check out our blogs at inbetweenpodcast.com. We love you guys. See you later. Later. Later.